One of the main ingredients in our product line, Saffron, has been proven over and over again in clinical double-blind placebo trials to be an effective form of treatment for depression, anxiety, and ADHD. Saffron has been used by many cultures for thousands of years for these purposes, and now the research is here to finally back it up, proving that plant medicines and ancient healing practices can actually be an effective alternative to pharmaceuticals. From caffeine-free latte powders to saffron baths and capsules, there's something for any modern woman looking for ancient healing. Again, that's code the fullest podcast at checkout for 15% off. I hope you enjoy your new daily saffron ritual. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fullest Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Bostwick, and today's guest is Dr. Javen Moore, who's a doctor of chiropractic located in Kansas City. He works virtually with clients through functional medicine protocols to assist them in overcoming chronic health conditions and symptoms. At age 25, Javen went from being an award-winning college athlete to not being able to get out of bed. He sought out countless doctors and appointments looking for answers to his debilitating symptoms, but doctors only gave him Band-Aid solutions that did not resolve his problems. He was later diagnosed with Lyme disease. Once he overcame this complex infection, he dedicated his practice, the Redefining Wellness Center, to helping clients to discover the root cause of their chronic symptoms. Dr. Moore specializes in Lyme disease, Lyme co-infections, pandas, right? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Autism, parasitic infections, environmental toxicities, and mitochondrial support. Dr. Moore and his team at the Redefining Wellness Center see clients virtually. Visit us at website where you can gain access to education, live videos, free programs. You can book a free discovery call if you're interested. And also make sure you follow him on Instagram, which we'll remind you about at the end. But hi, Dr. Javen. So wonderful to connect with you. Well, thanks for having me on here. This is a honor to be able to spread the word about the work that we do and, and just help people to have hope to be able to get back to their true wellness. Yeah, I, I really appreciate everything that you share. I started, I like we were just talking about, I started following your work, posting about mold and, you know, you share a lot about parasites and I, I can't wait to kind of dive into first, I, obviously Lyme, like I've had a couple people on that have shared their Lyme journey and how they healed. They went on to healing and they both did it in different ways. Like one was specifically the venom therapy it was really mm. cost effective for her. It proved to be a hundred percent effective for her as well. And another friend of mine who was on, she, you know, went the route of like IVs and other like functional medicine protocols that continue to support her. And she later went on to become a mother and both really positive stories. But I also have friends. I have an autoimmune condition um, that I no longer have. It's in remission. I don't have antibodies for Hashimoto's and I was able to heal that naturally as well. But I know a lot of people that are healing from Lyme right now. And I just like, I don't believe in a one size fits all medicine in the allopathic world. I don't believe that for, um, you know, this new wellness paradigm, the new alternative wellness Scene as well. So I'm curious, like what your thoughts are, obviously someone who's healed from Lyme, you share a lot about the environment 
and that importance in like the environment, toxicities in the environment, whether that's like physical toxicities in your home, environmental, or even like people, I'm sure, you know, it all plays a role. So like, tell us a little bit about your protocols and how you approach different ways of healing. So my protocols change all the time. Uh, where I'm at today is we we start off with basically three tiers of, of work that needs to be done. The first tier is, do you live in a safe place? So air, food, water, hygiene, are these things clean and not keeping you sick? Because those are going to be areas that if you don't clean those up and say you're living in mold or you're drinking water that has uranium in it, which half of the country has radioactive water to some degree, this is going to hold you back from health. This is going to be reasons why maybe a really good protocol from another practitioner didn't work. So we've got to make sure that you live in this safe place, that your environment is healthy and that your nervous system is being nurtured. So that's the second step, which is you have to feel safe in that space. So if you live in a space that had mold, you remediated it, but you want to rerun a test every single month because you don't believe it's staying well. There's a point of which it's like, yeah, I run one once or twice a year. Cool. But to run one every month. And I've got clients that are like that. That constant fear puts their body into a state of fight or flight that changes the functionality of their body. So it moves away from rest, digest, recover, rebuild mitochondria, absorb nutrients to detox and fight or flight. Uh, liver function declines, brain function declines, and you just live in the state of shoot first, ask questions later as far as your immune system. So safe place, feel safe. And then we get to go to the fun stuff that so many people focus on, which is how do we get rid of these organisms? How do we rebuild the mitochondria with supplements or IVs or nutrients or hocats or hyperbarics or, you know, all the fun stuff that, that you go to conferences and you learn about that that gets all the all the talk when you're online. So once you've done the first two pieces of that puzzle, the third piece we get into, and I'm looking at, okay, what, what potentially is holding you back from getting well? So are you dealing with something like parasites, mold, Lyme, bacterias, mycoplasma, radioactive elements, molds inside the body, environmental toxins inside your body? So what toxins are holding you back? Because when I look at labs, I noticed that mitochondrial dysfunction on, say, an organic acid test, I found this most affected by mold or radioactive elements. Well, your mitochondria, they don't just power your body. They also regulate your immune system and your hormones. How do we remove stressors from your life that, that aren't necessary? You know, I've got, I've got clients who got 10 kids. That's stressful. Can't remove them. But I've got clients that are like, um... You know, I, I've got a second job I don't need, but I, I do it anyway. Maybe right now we don't need to work 16 hours a day, right? So really being individualized for that person. But other people come in and they go, you know, I've done all the brain work because I heard that limbic retraining is going to fix me, but I haven't addressed parasites or haven't addressed toxic water. So we're going to go that direction. So for me, it's just really trying to figure out what this person's done what they've tried, what they're willing to try, also what their body's willing to let them try, which is a whole nother conversation, right? Like what's going on over there? And, and then let's dig in and figure out how we can maximize the body first. Would you say that, I mean, you talked about, you know, the foundational stuff, right? Like air, water, food, 
just your environment, right? Would you say that someone who wants to start doing a parasite cleanse, like let's say someone's following you on Instagram and isn't going to be working with you and they're just like, oh, cool, parasite cleanse, I'm going to do that. And I also want to now do enemas, which like are way more gentle than colonics. So I'm just curious. It's great, obviously, to open up the detox pathways. You talked a little bit about obviously some people can't because they have reactions. But, you know, what is your suggestion to people like that? Like, you know, these are things that people have been doing for hundreds of years, right? Doing Mm -hmm. enemas, doing simple, like ancient rituals. Like we love to share about vaginal steaming. We like to share about castor oil packs too. And I believe you share about that. So like, what are some of the things that you say, okay, like at home testing it out on your body versus like really signing up and working with a practitioner on a protocol? What is your suggestion? My suggestion is start by stepping out of your own skin for a second and just looking at yourself and and how you operate in your body. And go, am I reactive to the environment or to supplements that I'm aware of? If not, I mean, even I have a parasite cleanse that you can do through my my online store. You can get the parasite cleanse. You can start it. It comes with instructions. If you are a little sensitive, for instance, if two glasses of wine make you a little hungover, you're probably sensitive. If you don't really get hungover, you're probably not in the sensitive category. So you can do the the intermediate or the advanced and knowing yourself from those kinds of perspectives is going to help you to know where to start from, for me, starting with a castor oil pack, that's pretty gentle, do it 10 or 15 minutes, see if it causes you a problem. You can go up from there. You can go up, you know, every, every couple of days, add 15, 20, 30 minutes, and then eventually get to where you could do it overnight. Enemas. I mean, those are amazing. And again, unless you're in that sensitive category, you're probably not going to have a lot of negative side effects. So you can do those sorts of things. My, my, ten, my rule tends to be this. No matter what you start, start one thing at a time. Give it three or four days to see how it works. Start with whatever the gentle recommendation is and then build up from there. I tend to work with people that are pretty sensitive. Uh, it's always it's fun to get somebody that's not because I don't seem to get those as often anymore where we can just get running through some protocols and, and really make changes quickly. But I'm, I'm always cautious because it's better to support yourself with going slow so you don't overdo it than it is to put yourself in a position where you're having Herxheimer reactions, which is uh, basically feeling hungover flu-like and having to wait several days to get out of that. Okay. I love that advice. I think it's great. And I, I think it's nice because it, a lot of times, yeah, you get people that are like so nervous and they don't want to do anything. And they think just doing this one thing, you know, facial steaming or something. It's like, Oh, can I do this? It's like, it's so gentle. Herbs are really gentle. It's not like allopathic medicine, but at the same time, yes. Like you said, some people are sensitive. So when you go into other things, it's nice to work with someone. If you know that you're a sensitive person Mm -hmm. and you just comfortable. But I love that combination of like having people that are your mentors that you go to for support, but then also trusting your body and knowing that you are your own best advocate and you know your body better than anyone else because you're with yourself 24 seven. It's just a matter of like tuning in and paying attention. What is your opinion on alcohol? Alcohol. Well, it's a toxin. So just to be straightforward, it is a toxin. It, it can harm the body. It does require energy and effort to clear it out. So if you're somebody that's chronically ill, really not on the list of things to do. 
if you're not chronically ill and you've got to the point where your body's pretty strong and you have a little, let's call reserve in the liver, meaning you can tolerate things pretty well, that's a personal choice. It's still a toxin. It may be a fun toxin to you. It may be a social thing for you, but it's always a toxin. Am I guilty of having a, a drink every now and again? I am, but it's not something I want to do often because it is a toxin and it is stressful to your body. It's not good for you. Hey everyone, interrupting this episode to share the importance of adopting rituals of active safekeeping. By taking an active approach, you're developing a higher sense of security for yourself and keeping your family safe from unanticipated danger in the home. MyCube is a designer safe company that offers a range of modern security solutions that promote a lifestyle of active safekeeping, where keeping your family and your valuables secure isn't an afterthought, but rather a central part to daily life. Gone are the days of putting one heavy turndial safe in your basement only to use it a couple times a year. MyCube safes feature a variety of fireproof, biometric, and touchscreen keypad technologies designed for every room of the home. There are safes for the primary bedroom closet for jewelry and documents, bathroom safes to store medications, kitchen safes for keys and loose cash, garage and basement safes for firearms and artwork. Definitely check them out and for 10% off and free shipping, use code FULLEST10 at checkout. Taking a moment to talk about water because the water you drink is so important. There's so many filters and different types of water on the market today, but I wanted to share with you my personal favorite, Alive Water. Alive Water offers the only solution for unprocessed spring water delivery in beautiful, reusable glass vessels. In addition to having great taste in all the essential minerals and electrolytes we need to thrive, their water also has probiotics that are unique to raw spring water. Their support team is super friendly and they make coordinating deliveries convenient with text to confirm your next delivery. Listeners can get 30% off their first Alive Water order using code THEFULLEST at checkout. What doesn't cause stress on your liver? Because I feel like the more I dive into this world, the more I'm like, you know, there's different communities of thought and there's like the pro-metabolic people that are super against essential oils. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on stuff like that that are more natural still and you know, botanical derived, like, do you think that there are a lot of things that are still stressful to the liver that maybe some of us might not be aware of that we're doing like on a daily basis? I think that each individual situation, whether it be an individual herb or an individual person has to be looked at. For instance, you, you brought up essential oils. I have no problem with essential oils, but I know that they have an effect. So essential oils do change physiology, which is why people want to use them. So whether it's your uh, resident oil person that loves them and says that there's no side effects, but they're super effective, that doesn't make sense. Because if they're super effective, then they're going to have a level where they probably can cause harm or they're probably doing something if you don't do it in the right way or you do too much of it. The same thing with fasting. Fasting's great. Stop eating forever. You're not going to do well, right? Like you're going to, that's it. You're, it's over. So everything needs to be within balance. And in the natural realm, sometimes people get on their high horse and they're like, well, carnivore is the best thing ever. And you can do that forever. I'm like, No, you probably shouldn't. I love ozone so much that I bought an ozone machine and I was doing it all the time and my kids were doing it. 
And then all of a sudden I was just like, I wonder, you know, there's so many natural antibacterial antibiotic, you know, products out there, like even just garlic, onions, even just like natural botanicals. But then you get into something like ozone. Like, I wonder if doing it too much isn't that great. And I was doing it like three, four days a week. And then I started asking some of my doctors and they were like, yeah, I wouldn't like overdo it. You know, talking about how it does, like, I, I'm not necessarily, I was just doing it preventatively because I'm all about preventative stuff. And it's just like, you're saying, it's just a reminder to just, I, I think a lot of times when you get into like biohacking and like doing all this stuff, like you go into these conferences, like you said, you do, you start to get so excited and then you can really overdo it. And we have a wonderful community of people that are already super into a lot of these things. And so I like to kind of share the other side to all of it, you know, when you just go really hard and how, and I used to do that um, way more and it really wasn't good <laughs> for me. It, it just like, I went deep into it and I, I actually got sick from that. So I feel like, like you're saying with everything, even with some of your patients that just want to test their home every month or run labs or I feel like this place of balance is so important, but everyone has a different definition of balance too, right? Where it's like, oh, you don't drink your super extreme. Oh, you only eat organic. That's so insane. That's so extreme. So I'm just like curious, what's your definition of balance? Oh man. So my definition of balance is, is going to be unique to each person. So you, you asked my personal, like, this is me, who I am with my genetics, with my microbiome, et cetera. I sleep seven to eight hours a night. I try to do it a little bit with a circadian rhythm. I'm a little late to bed, probably more than others. I'll have a drink on an occasion. My football team, the Chiefs just won the AFC championship. I was at the tailgate. I had a drink with my organic burgers, my organic chips and organic salsa. So balance for me is, is what brings me joy in life and then meshed with what my body can handle. And this is not just what brings me joy and what my body can handle that um, without any data. I, I run my test, right? So I know that working out four or five times a week, eating clean doesn't allow for the glyphosate and stuff to get into my toxin screenings. I know that I'm living in a house that's not full of mold. So for me, the balance is eat well, 19, 20 meals a week. Drink maybe a few drinks in a month at most. Sleep well, exercise often, detox at least once a quarter, change my diet probably also about once a quarter to be focused in maybe a different way. So I might be a little more animal-based for a while, then I might go a little keto, and then I might go a little bit more I don't even know what I'd call it. My wife likes to make bowls. So bowls with a bunch of different like rice and meat and um, avocado and cilantro and things in it. So it just kind of rotates. And that brings balance to my system to where I'm not stuck with just one nutrient type. I'm not stuck with one type of exercise. You know, like I might go three months where it's more bodybuilding and then I might switch over to like a hit almost crossfit boot camp kind of thing. Uh, because your body needs to be changed. It needs hermetic stresses. So when you mentioned earlier, like what, what is a, a thing that can be in balance? So hermetic stress, which I guess technically alcohol could be a hermetic stress. It's something that pushes your body. If you don't overdo it, then your body's like, oh, I can still detox. I still know how to do that. 
and it's something under your control. Again, I'm not recommending that, but if your body can handle it, then your body can then recover because you don't keep doing it all the time. Well, that can build your body strength, just like weight training. You tear down the muscle, it grows the muscle bigger. The biggest thing about balance is if you're finding that your body cannot recover, it's not not any longer a hermetic stress because it's something you can recover from. If it's pushing you too far, then now it's causing damage. So too much ozone may destroy your microbiome and your gut, especially if you're doing like rectal insufflation. Well, then you're not giving enough time for it to recover. So now you're actually, it's a detriment. Too much essential oil that is, let's just say oregano, again, kills microbiome. Now you're not allowing the microbiome to heal. Now it's becoming a problem. So it's finding that balance of your physiology responding with, you push me, I'm going to get stronger versus you push me, I'm going to break down. I love that explanation. What have you noticed? Like, have you seen miraculous healing happen in your practice? Definitely. I've got some cases where I'm like, all right, we're probably going to work together for a year. And two months later, they're like, I'm great. Oh, cool. Yes, let's do this. Like, that's awesome. And I've got ones on the other side too, where it's, I think it's going to take six, eight months. And it's, it's been two years because it's a little bit slower. I've seen people who were sick since the age of like 12 and they're 70. And at 70, they feel better than they did at 18. And it's simply about figuring out what is holding back their physiology. So they've moved during the 50 years of life. They've ate differently. They've probably drank and not drank. They've taken medications and different supplements. And, and, And for the one I'm thinking about in my head, it's she got a dysbiosis of parasites and bacteria at 12 years old from over usage of antibiotics in a high stress environment. And all I did was clean out the gut at the same time that I made sure she recognized and worked on her nervous system. She had done one or the other in her life, but never both. So then because we didn't have both done at the same time, one would bring back the other problem. The Trauma would dysregulate the gut, which would bring back gut problems, which would bring back the medical trauma of the health issues that put her back in, into trauma. So I was like, we got to work on both. So it's really just finding that that key to unlock. And it's not usually one thing. It's usually multiple things. And how much of it, like in that equation, her mental and emotional well-being was equivalent to, you know, the what was physically happening in her gut. So would you say that that's, typically how it goes it's like 50 50 no it's 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 so unique to the person not everyone has trauma not everybody has fight or flight nervous system so it's being the detective and just really looking at this person as an individual and going what are the complicating factors for you and to be quite honest i don't typically run into someone that doesn't have five to seven complicating factors whether that be toxic water uh, not eating enough food or nutritious food, infections, toxins, the nervousness and trauma piece, maybe being too stressed, not sleeping enough, right? So I just list out all these things that we have. I'm like, okay, these this is what is keeping you suppressed. And now we've got to start working through these things, maybe not all at the same time, but finding the right order for them and working out of it because is trauma overlooked way too often? Heck yeah, it is, but it's not always there. And how long would you say, I mean, we just obviously covered it. Everyone's healing journey takes a different amount of time, but let's say, you know, Lyme, for example, how long would you typically say it lasts in terms of like really, because some people find out about it and then it just lingers for years. 
but really doing a protocol and sticking to it. Yeah. If you have Lyme and you have had symptoms for six months or longer and the, the, you know, the two week doxycycline that they prescribed you at the ER didn't work. If you're past the two week doxy, it's probably somewhere between, and it's a really wide category, six months and 18 months. And this goes back to knowing yourself, right? So are you the extremely resilient type? Probably don't get hung over if you drink, not very sensitive to the world, emotionally pretty settled, probably more to the six to 12 month category. Are you the, I'm pretty sensitive. You know, I get headaches if I walk into um, perfume shops and, you know, mold affects me if I breathe it in and, and I'm, I'm a little bit more on the emotional side where it really wears on me. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. You're probably more in that, that 12 to 18 month category. And the reason why I, it's, it's so hard to give a specific is we're so all unique, but that's the best way I can do it. How long did it take you to heal from Lyme? I'm on that shorter, shorter side. I, I, uh, I was blessed with that. What some have called the, the warrior genetic type where I don't pay the price. If I drink too much in college, I, I don't, don't feel it the next day. I'm back at the gym at 8am in the morning and I, I have the blessing to, to have that. So when I went and I had Lyme for a few years for sure, but once I figured out what it was, got to the right doctor, got on the right protocol for me, it was a few months and I saw significant changes. I did some work for probably the next several years, but that was just me learning. Oh, well, I should probably detox heavy metals. And then I started having like a little hurts from that. I'm like, oh, but I'd say that the bulk of my symptoms were gone within three to five months. I guess my last question for you, I, I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing so much about us. You're a chiropractor. So chiropractors feel like are trained to get to the root cause, are trained to treat holistically because you're looking at the body physically and emotionally. And I, I just love chiropractors so much. And I feel like a lot of what I've learned is through working with my own chiropractor. So I'm curious if you believe that everyone should, you know, uh, we store so much trauma. I guess some people don't have trauma, which I never knew. So thank you for sharing that. I'm happy for those people. (laughs) They don't experience trauma, but most of the population has so much trauma. And I believe that so much of it is stored in the body. So what sorts of like physical things do you recommend for people to do to support their healing? Because I think a lot of times we focus on high intensity workouts and eating a certain way and different supplementation. But like, tell us a little bit about how we can support our healing our body on a physical level and like moving through that trauma on a physical level. Like what are different ways you recommend doing that? So trauma definitely can be in your tissues. It can be stored in your cells at a cellular level. I've had people where I was doing body work with them and you get to a certain area that hurts. They don't even know why. They don't remember. You start working on it and then they just start sobbing. You're going, you okay? That hurt? Like, are you, are you good? And then they're like, oh, I'm just, I'm just having flashback. I'm having memories of, of this thing that had happened to me that I didn't even remember. So your body has a memory. It had, you know, the, what is it? The, the book Body Keeping Score, I believe, something like that. So there's a lot of, of conversation about this has come out in the last few years. And some things that I love for people to do to help release trauma or work on their nervous system to relax their body. There's studies that show chiropractic adjustments help put you back into parasympathetic nervous system. So that more rest, relaxed state. 
mobilizing joints and, and releasing tension allows for blood flow, lymph drainage, but also acupuncture meridians to move and communicate throughout the body. Acupuncture is another tool that I use within my clinic that is absolutely phenomenal. It is so effective at releasing emotional stress because you can put needles in specific areas that can work with the organ system, work with the electrical part of the body, which by the way, can trigger the neurochemistry, the, the brain portions. You can increase or decrease energy based off of what's happening. So is the body low in energy in the liver and then high in energy in the lungs? So you're getting issues where, you're, where you breathe really shortly and quickly. And then your low liver energy means that you're, you're just kind of angry and, and irritable, but, but just kind of low energy on the detox side. So by shifting energy throughout the body, you can take some energy from the lung and give it back to the liver and, and balance the body. So acupuncture, chiropractic, there are forms of body work where they purposely work with your body to let out lymph and lymph when it gets all stagnated. I don't know if you've ever felt this way where your body just feels so tight, so stagnant, and you're just, just achy. I mean, you, you probably feel a little more angry. So getting that lymph drained out can help. There's other parts like emotional freedom technique where you can tap certain acupuncture points help release stress, calm the nervous system, which I love that for kids, by the way, because it's simple. They like to do it. Tap this point with me. A mom and dad can do it together. And I work with a lot of kids. So those are some of my favorite body work ways, but you can even get into somatic retraining where you're moving the body in specific patterns to help connect your brain. Vagus nerve where you're breathing and gargling. I mean, I could go on and on and on about tools of movement because we learn through, a lot of us learn kinetically, right? Like we learn by moving. If you were moving and you had a trauma, is it inset that that movement or that the body gets stuck in that pattern? And then we need to break that pattern and move back another way. So yeah, I mean, I know I, I just talked about so many different ways and people can look up most of them because there's, there's resources out there, but chiropractic, acupuncture, brain retraining through movement are vital for chronic illness. Thank you so much. And again, thanks for joining us. I'm a huge fan of yours. And if you're listening, definitely check out Dr. David Moore. He is your clinic obviously um, supports people virtually, correct? So yeah, we work with people all around the world. Yeah. Tell us how people can connect with you and what you're up to. Yeah. So what I'm up to, I'm working on adding a few new tools into my clinic. Uh, we're, we're, Knowing the nervous system is such a vital part of this, wanting to put together a clinic that can use things like ketamine, neurofeedback, and limbic retraining all in the same time for a week where you just come in and we just reset that nervous system to give people freedom from their fight or flight states. So that's what I'm working on. That's one of my exciting pieces that we're working through. And you can find me through Dr. Jabin Moore. My name's spelled J-A-B as in boy, A-N. Um, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, or the website where we're putting out content every day free just to educate people on possibilities of ways to get themselves back to that vitality that they deserve to be in. Your content is so great because you distill like such important information down into like just a quick, I mean, you're so charismatic too and so knowledgeable, but it's it really is difficult to do what you do to take this big idea 
that people are unfamiliar with and distill it down and make it more accessible and actionable and exciting for people to want to work on themselves. So I really, really do love your content. And I, I highly recommend people go on, follow you and, um, and consider working with you as well. And, and I wish you luck with your new clinic or the new additions. That's exciting. Well, thank you. We're, We're really excited about the opportunity. Just always trying to figure out how to help the next client. You know, you get one in that's struggling and you're like, all right, how do I figure this one? Yeah, I know. It sounds like you're the type that doesn't stop and you get to that place where you unlock the code, the unique code. So it's exciting to hear the stories and I'm looking forward to connecting in the future together as well. Thank you.